Hey guys, before we start the show, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, like, dislike, comment, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, today, on the Angel of Words podcast, we have singer-songwriter Natalia Hernandez Nunez on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello and welcome to the Angel of Words podcast. And today we are via Zoom with singer-songwriter and curl enthusiast Natalia Hernandez Nunez. Hello, Miss Natalia. How are you? Thank you for joining the Angel of Words podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting. It is a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to have you. And I'll be honest with you. The only reason why I invited you is because you are a curl enthusiast. As you can see, I got the mm. curls rocking today too. You know, we we, we love the curls over here at the at the Angel of Words podcast. You know, but um, I want to get straight into it. Okay, your song "Celos," your new single that is now on YouTube. You can go check that out, folks. Look, let me tell you something. It's fire. I love the actual oh. content of it, to be Thank completely you. honest with you, because, you know, I, I feel like in today's society, we have like this like like um, th- this this OK feeling with being the side person whether it's the side girl or the side dude. And I'm like, when do we become of society of being okay with being second best? Like, I don't get it. Especially Latinos in love, we always supposed to be number one. You never want to be the side person. So could you really describe, you know, your inspiration behind writing that song? Okay, so I um, used to live in Brazil and I've always been obsessed with like Portuguese music and whatnot. So someone wrote this song, it's called Fiumeira, which translates to like the jealous girl. And I heard it and I was like, oh, this is nice. And I was like, this is like real life. What if I go ahead and like switch a few things about uh, about it, switch the beat, make it into Spanish and like give it my own pizzazz. So I heard my producer and I'm like, listen, I got this idea. Let's do this, this and that. Um, he loved it and it was just so fun to make. And I think it's a it's a song that I mean it hits home for a lot of people because it's very blunt and it talks about a side of love that, frankly speaking, we all assess. But like you said, we don't want to talk about. And if we know someone that's in that situation, we're like, bueno, yeah. you know, <laughs> we like hush hush it, throw it under the rug type of thing. Yeah. Um. And so the song, the point of view of it is, you know, the side person, whether that be a guy or a girl, and it's like I accepted it at first. But I'm tired. I'm tired yeah, of being the second piece. So yeah. either you choose or this is done. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, Natalia, where are you from and what sparked your passion for making music? You know, where did that start? Yeah, so I'm Dominican. I was born and partly raised there. Most of my life I spent it here in Washington Heights. Um, and... Like I had mentioned, I went to college, and then that's where I did my study abroad in Brazil. For some reason, I watched this movie when I was like 14, and it was called Turistas. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. You should. Turistas. It's no. crazy. It's crazy. 
the movie itself is about organ trafficking in Brazil. And I don't know what was wrong with me, but I omitted all of that. And I just focused on the scenery and how beautiful the people were and like the culture. <laughs> and so I went on my study abroad there. Um, and that's when I learned Portuguese. And then I came here and I always had that, I guess, passion of blending, you know, my experiences, Dominican in New York and like multi-language. So this song as my first, you know, debut, the first thing that people are going to see from me, I wanted to kind of blend all of that in with all those sads and sads and curls and yeah. you name it. <laughs> yeah. Very, pro very pro provocative production, I must say, you know. Well, yo, let me tell you, <laughs> that production, believe it or not, I did it in my house. It was in my house, like in the living room area. I took everything away. We had light. We had my um, iPhone, a standstill, and then I had my friends like doing props with leaves in the back for staging and yeah. different camera angles. Like it was all just a product of quarantine. And I've been saying this, but quarantine has sparked so much hustle and so much like drive um, because otherwise, and I'm not going to front, I was like, no, because in order for this to happen, like I need to invest X amount. Or, you know, always like an excuse. And frankly, we have, we're spending so much money on devices like phones who have, that have a camera that's like magnificent and other people are using it. So I was like, hold up, if a producer is using an iPhone to shoot something, why can't I? Because I got the same phone and so that is done. <laughs> I was like, listen guys, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a music video in my house come at this time. And it's fun. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's dope, man, that, you know, that you've been able to uh, continue grinding during these times because, you know, the music industry has been hit hard. There's no shows, you know, the, the, you know, I mean, uh, and there will not be any shows for the foreseeable future. So you got to find another way to hustle. And I've noticed that you've been hustling hard with these live performances via Instagram that I joined the other day. It was pretty dope. You know, could you tell us a little bit about how you make those things happen? Because you had a full five piece band. Rhythm guitars, acoustics, <laughs> you, know, you had the bongo and congo play, conga players. Yeah. It was lit. So my boyfriend and I, prior to quarantine, we're, we're singers. I mean, that's what we understand. That's what we do. Um, and we always performed with the band. And unfortunately, due to quarantine, everything shut down. And we got into our depression. We got into our feelings. But then we got a little bit more productive. And we started doing, literally, in the couch, we started doing live sessions. Um, him and I you know, for fun. Then we were like, let's, you know, let's, let's get some profit. Let's put a little tip information on the bottom. And then now that things are getting better in a sense, because a lot of the coronavirus, I mean, I had someone pass away and then the, the severity of it. Um, but there's a lot of fear, right? Um, and I, I think like fear, sometimes it might be stronger than what's actually happening around us. Um, so, after two months, all my musicians and I were like, each other. Like in the first, in the first week, I was like, oh, come to my house, let's do it. They were like, nah, this coronavirus. But after a while, it's okay, we're, we're all healthy. Let's gather, let's jam. And it was so like improvised. Like it happened from one day to the other. And some of my musicians like brought the whole gear. We staged everything, we brought the lights. Um, and it was fun. Like, 
it was a much needed jamming session. And so we also happened to make it into a live with two sets, alpha changes and everything. Um, so that was our first run. And so this week coming up, we're going to continue to do the same um, and just provide entertainment and music for everyone, even during yeah, and I like the fact that you're hustling hard. You put the cash app there, you know, because, I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, you know, maybe people, you know, if 5,000 people donate $5, you made it. You could pay the band. You could pay yourself. It's pretty dope. Exactly. That's a great. It's an innovative idea. I like that, you know. I don't, I, and I haven't seen a lot of other people doing that really, you know. <laughs> so we're doing that, and, and that's nice because it's very different when you just have an acoustic guitar and, like, two singers, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think, like, the energy that, we all miss each other, and that was pretty, you know, visible. And that energy turns it into something greater than I ever imagined. So people like that. We're definitely gonna do it better, more organized, um, and just make it a thing from now on. That's dope. Now I noticed that um, you do music in English and in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, you are of Dominican nationality. Yeah. Um, it, does it become like difficult? Cause I know that was an issue for me and I've gotten a lot of flack over the fact that, you know, I don't do a lot of shows in Spanish. I really haven't, you know, gotten into the Spanish world, even though I, I speak Spanish fluently, you yeah. know, do you find like that internal battle? Like, you know, to like, Oh, should I just go Spanish? Should I just go English? Dime. Porque yo tengo ese, ese mismo problema mentalmente. Listen, I'm not going to lie. So I started, I was a teacher prior to this. Um, and it, it's been officially a year since I became like a full-blown, full-time singer. And when I first started in the Washington Heights, like upper Bronx area, a lot of the live music is, of course, in Spanish, like Bohemian Spanish stuff. So when I started, I'm like, oh, that's great. But I do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> so I started adding Mandel, I started adding Rihanna, and I saw it as an advantage, honestly, because it sets you apart from other people. And the way that I sell my shows, it's, you know, it's, it's for the generation that is multi-language. The one that, yes, they're very strong about their roots, but they're also very much, you know. Americanized. Um, yeah. That when we hear that throwback Thursday and some Mio or, I don't know, some Robin Thicke comes up, you know, we jam in. So it's yeah. good to have that. And what I try to do on my show is, of course, embrace that and bring like the old and the new, both in Spanish and in English. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, you know, I also noticed that, unfortunately, you had someone pass away due to the COVID-19 virus. You know, mm-hmm. when you wrote a lovely song called Smile, could you elaborate a little bit on, you know, on why you felt the need to make that song? Yeah. Um, so, during quarantine, my stepfather... Um, got the virus. He spent a month and change battling. Um, but unfortunately, um, God sent for him um, so that he's not no longer in suffering. So that, it's easy to say. It's hard to, you know, digest that in the moment. Um, so I went from doing everything and more music to just kind of like focusing on my family and setting everything apart. And it's, it's an internal battle in a way because um, you know that person was suffering, you know that person um, was quarantined, they couldn't have access to anybody, no family members, um, and maybe didn't get a chance to say goodbye, to say, I'm sorry for the things that I may have hurt you, um, so on and so forth. So 
that song didn't come out instantly. It was actually really crazy. One of my fellow friends um, sent a a melody. And they were like, hey, Natalia, I know you're going through something. Um, see what comes out of it. And I was like, okay. Just to let you know, like, I am not in the right mindset for, like, pop music. I'm, I'm, I'm in my feelings, and I'm going to never like, worry about it, like, get inspired. And I kid you not, I was neglecting music, but music became the healing source for me. Like, writing that song was hard, but it was a way for me to, you know, kind of come to peace with what was happening, um, to say goodbye in the best way that I could. And at first, I didn't know if I should share it um, because it was so personal. It is so personal. But then again, I am very active on social media and I saw that a lot of people were going through the same thing. And so if my song could in some way help another, um, you know, why not? It's, it's, we're on this together. Let's share that. So I sang a bit of it on Instagram and, you know, people enjoyed it. They felt related to the song and its lyrics. And I am hopefully going to record it and release it full blown. Come soon. Well, I think that would be a great idea because, you know, like you said, a lot of people are going through mental health issues right now. A lot of people mm -hmm. feel trapped. A lot of people are going through domestic violence issues. And I think that's like a really lovely song and it might help, you know, any little bit helps to try to yeah. get over, you know, what's going on because, you know, this has been a traumatic experience for all of us. So from mm -hmm. the Angel of Words podcast, we want to thank you for making such a lovely song. And everyone out there, if uh, you haven't heard it, you know, go, go and check it out on Natalia. What's your Instagram, Natalia? So you, people can go out and check out your that yeah, lovely song. Nata, so N-A-T-A period, Leah mm -hmm. underscore official. Now you've got, we went from being a teacher to full-time yeah. singing. Like, how does that happen? You know, what were I, you teaching? I was an elementary school teacher. Well, still am, because I have my degree. Um, I taught first, second, third, and fourth grade before you. Okay. Wow. And then you were like, I want to be a singer. I'm just going to do this, you know? Well, I always used to sing. Um, and then teaching was, you know, still was like, I love kids. Definitely a passion of mine. But then I met a lot of my friends and the musicians that I play with. Um, and I just, you know, dove into that world. At first, I couldn't even attend the shows because I was so tired. Like, teaching is a profession that does not get as much credit as it should. Um, and parents now know, and a lot of people now know, because that's what all <laughs> oh, Everybody's getting a raise after this, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> uh, hello. And if you don't have a teacher, I'm definitely going to be in that rally, like pay them more, um, because 33 kids, all different personalities, um, and, and yourself, like it's a lot. Um, so with that said, I eventually started uh singing and they would invite me to perform and i was shy about it like i didn't tell nobody that i sang um but they heard me sing and they were like come sing along and i started seeing a reaction and people were like just do it more often so i started finally doing gigs and balancing gigging at night with waking up at 5 30 to teach for 10 plus hours was wow. crazy like i was 
The Walking Dead. Um, and there's something about being on stage that just opened up a whole box of light into my life that in some way or form I felt like I was missing. The kids are amazing, but sometimes um, everything else that goes with education is not as pretty. Um, and then music is the one. <laughs> Yo, that, 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 that yeah. is so <laughs> that is such a wild wild ride man mm-hmm. now did you have a hard time assimilating to, to America you know was it hard learning the language and things of that nature you know was it difficult for you so I was like five when I officially came to move here and I cried every day and I I, I fought because I was a little rebel you know I was a little rebel um, and I thought that they were bringing me to America as a punishment, and I was, you know, tell my mom, like, take me back, like, I promise I'll behave good, like, I hate yeah. I can't even go out. And then it was weird because, imagine, I, I used to live in a, you know, small town, everyone knew each other, like, I, I was in and out of neighbor's house, like, me eating was a fight between neighbors and my grandma, like, don't feed her, like, she'd be at home. Uh, it was, like, nap going to school, eating, nap time, going to play with friends, homework. And, like, it was just so much freedom. And then coming here, you know, my mom was new, too. And she was scared of literally everything. She didn't know the language. I couldn't go outside. I didn't have any friends. Um, they put me in first grade, full-blown English. And I knew I was smart. Like, I knew I knew the answers because I had done it before. But I didn't know how to, how to communicate it. And I will never, ever, ever forget this. They used to give stickers um, to all the students. And the stickers were collected on top of the desk. And they happened to sit me next to, you know, the brightest star in the class. And despite the fact that she was so nice, I hated it. Why? Because I was like, it was a competition for me. I was like, this is not fair. Like, I hate it. Like, I know the answer. Like, I communicate it. Um, but then eventually they put me into bilingual classes, mm-hmm. which I think emotionally it was good for me, but um, educationally it didn't challenge me as much. Like I mm. fell into my comfort zone. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until sixth grade that I was reinvented into full blown English that I was like, oh, wake up moment. Like I have to speak it. <laughs> And, like, I've always been competitive, and I've always been, like, type A about school and my education. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, hustle. It was a struggle, but it was, like, hustle study. Um, and then by the time, like, two years later, I was, like, full-blown comfortable in English. But it did, I feel like, having been in bilingual class for so long, I think it did set me back a bit. So I had to work even harder to be at par with all of my other friends who were with a full-blown English education and had a broader vocabulary, more exposure to certain things than maybe I did. Um, but you still win the race. So with hard work, um, I still went to college, graduated from cum laude. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was speaking all the time. It's crazy. Even more than Spanish. <laughs> wow. Now, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, you spoke on, you know, the fact that, you know, you did come here from another country. Immigration is a big issue here in the United States, you know, still and has been for several decades now, you know, and um, J-Lo and Shakira performed at the Super Bowl. And, you know, and there was a lot of criticism, though, from the public you know, that really doesn't understand the Latino culture. And they made it seem, a lot of critics made it seem like, oh, you know, it's just Latinas exploiting their hypersexuality. That's not women's empowerment. Like, what do you say as a singer who has probably looked up to these ladies and the, their careers? Doesn't everyone else exploit their sexuality? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> just think about it. Take a second. Yeah. Okay, great. Like everyone does. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad that they did what they did and they brought up other Latino artists like Bad Bunny, they brought Jay Vazing. Um, the dancers were exquisite. And frankly, like America consumes a lot of the Latino culture. And it's food and it's style sometimes, but when it comes to dividing everything equally you know, things change a little bit. And I feel like the more uh, platforms Latinos get, the better. Because um, I feel like a lot of times, even in the news outlets, it's very easy to paint a picture of a race, uh, of, a, of a group of people. But it isn't until you see them in, in their action, in their element, that you can actually see them for who they are and what they bring to the table. So, I was very happy with that. Now, what do you think about Amara La Negra and the, you know, and the fact that she feels that like dark beauty in the Latino culture is underrepresented? Sorry, say that one more time. I said, what are you, what are your thoughts on Amara La Negra and you know pr- the promotion of uh, you know black Afro uh, Latina and Afro uh, uh, Latino <laughs> beauty? You know because it seems to be underrepresented sometimes yeah. in the Latino Big community. Time. Big time. I remember when she came out, she was like, ah, ah, that song was a hit. Um, she, you know, Amara Lankara is stunning. She is beautiful. I'm glad that she has opened up about the racism that's happened. Like, I mean, yes, Latinas are great and everything, but the same way that we have racism in America and its culture, we also have it in uh, the Latino culture. Um, and I feel like even, even us growing up with our very... Dominican or whatever um, Spanish-speaking race you're from or country you're from, a lot of things are said about like color and about hair texture and about oh, we're going to sleep too much in the sun because it's like you're not going to be beautiful anymore. Uh, I remember seeing so many whitening creams um, for your skin. Um, everything was about straightening your hair. God forbid your hair was like this. That was a no-no. And so I'm glad that she's bringing, you know, her experience and her beauty to light and encouraging others to do the same because I've met a lot of women um, who unfortunately only feel confident and comfortable once they have, like, whitening themselves to one extent. And by whitening, I mean, like, you know, um, masking they're not yeah, the European kind of look, you know, mm-hmm. like the Anglo-Saxon like masking kind their of look. curls, yeah. masking their yeah. true skin complexion, so on and so forth. 
Now, what do you enjoy more, songwriting or singing? Hmm. Okay, so initially, I I love singing. I love performing. It's so much fun. Um, but during quarantine, I've been writing more and writing with others. And that is such a cool process, like such a cool creative process. Because when you're singing in that element, right, and you're starting, a lot of the songs you sing are other people's songs, which is cool. You get to interpret them. But when you're creating your own and you want a story to come through, like choosing the perfect words, the way in which it's a, it's a story, it's, a story, it's storytelling, story writing. Um, it's really, really cool. I love it. Now, so now it's like, um, but now what? Now it's happening. I like uh, both. Okay. <laughs> Before it was like 90, 20, like 80, 20. Now it's like, yeah. All right, cool. Now, um, uh, I want to play a game with you. It's called the five words with angel. All right. So it's called, you know, you have to pick and choose. You have to pick one. All right. And okay. it's going to be five. For, it's basically like the versus battle, but what you, but you have to answer what I, what you think I'm going to pick. Okay. okay. All right, cool. So bad bunny or Anuel. Ooh. This is what you're gonna think or what I'm gonna think. Yeah, what I'm gonna think. <laughs> I don't know, bad buddy. <laughs> you're correct, you got it. <laughs> I know this joke so <laughs> No no, that, that was official. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alright, here we go. J Lo or Shakira? J Lo. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mark Antony or Romeo Santos. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. Would you like Mark Anthony or Romeo Santos? Ooh, I'll go with uh, Romeo. Well, that was a trick question, but they're both awesome and I can't choose. I know! <laughs> so, that's like when you see apples and oranges. I don't know. That's how I feel that day, you know? I'm dying. So, I, I, saw, I saw a Romeo concert last year and I'm dying to see one of Mark's. I was like, I cannot not see one of his. Live. He's going to make you cry. The first time I ever saw him live, he made me cry. I ain't even gonna lie, gotta admit that, folks, to the public. I first time I saw Mark Anthony, I was crying in my mother's arms like a little baby. I took my mother and my sister, and it was the greatest concert I've seen till I saw the Jay Z and Beyonce concert. That was crazy too. All right, <laughs> next up, okay, Evie Queen or Becky G? Evie. Yes. Now yeah. this one is for you. This one is for you, Beyonce or Rihanna. Rihanna. Ooh, okay, a Rihanna person. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's so back and <laughs> forth with these questions. I love it. Now, yeah. before we end the podcast, we would like to ask you if you could sing the first verse of Celos ah! for us, a cappella. Okay. So I'll sing Celos. A little bit okay. of it, and then you can sing Prendered. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, so so the public can hear your lovely voice, because, you know, people are listening to me all the way all the way out to Spain, France, like, on the Spotify, you know, you never know. We got to hear that <laughs> voice, you know? All right, so this Celos, like we mentioned earlier, is the complexities of being side feet and not wanting to be so anymore. It is like this. 
Al comienzo entendía que solo era cama, no había amor. Recuerdo cuando me decías, hablamos luego que ya llegó. Y nos fuimos desenvolviendo, perdiendo el miedo. No había lugar y ni hora para un beso. Corazón, ya no estoy aceptando. Yo soy tu otra mitad, te amo. Son unos celos uno atrás de otro. Compartir tu cuerpo y también tu boca. Te quedo acepté por un instante. La verdad es que ya no deseo ser tu amante. Son unos celos uno atrás de otro. Dividir tu cuerpo y también tu boca. Te quedo acepté por un instante. La verdad es que ya no deseo ser tu amante. Son unos celos uno atrás de otro. <risa> Oh, and that was the, the, the sultuous voice of Natalia. Natalia, where can we find you on your social media platforms? Where can we find that content before we end the podcast today, my love? Yes, yes, yes. Follow me on Instagram, natalia.media underscore. You can also find me on iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, um, and YouTube by simply putting Hello, Natalia. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Natalia. Thank you. We wish you all the best in your career moving forward. You know I'm going to be keeping a lookout for you because when you get popping, you got to come back on the podcast and yeah. do another one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Thank you so much for your time. All right, man. Nice. Ciao. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with singer-songwriter Natalia Hernandez-Nunez. Now, folks, don't forget to subscribe. Click on that notification bell. Like, dislike. Let us know what you're thinking. You could also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see what I'm up to on my social media, follow me at Angel of Words, E-N-T, all one word. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Talk to you.